A special thanks goes out to the folks at Anchor.fm for bringing you this podcast. Hello again, everyone. Today, the effects of racism on one of America's greatest entertainers. I'm Tom Zania, and this is Tom Reads Your Story. Coming to you almost live, it's time once again for Tom Reads Your Story, the number one spoken word podcast on the web for audiobooks, social media posts, current events, and just plain whatever. So let's start the show. For the next half hour, I'll be your host. I'm voice actor and podcaster, Tom Zania. And we are back. Thanks for coming today, folks. I'm glad you're here. Today, I want to talk a little bit about one of my favorite singers. Uh, very well known and still popular today. Uh, obviously, Sinatra is still popular today. And so is Tony Bennett. Uh Nat King Cole is one that I never get tired of listening to. And a lot, if not even most, of his songs that you can hear on YouTube have been uh, remixed, uh, remastered uh, with today's technology and sound fantastic. So... If you are one, uh, I'm, and most of my listeners are over 60, so you all know what I'm talking about. But if you're one who has never listened to Nat King Cole, I strongly urge you to listen to his great music that you can get. You can buy online, or if there are any record stores left, uh, you can go there as well and uh, have some great music in your collection. Nat King Cole uh, is a little different from those who were popular uh, in the you know, 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, because he was African-American. He was not treated as well by the industry or by many of his listeners, uh, which you will soon find out. What I've done is I've read about uh, incidents that took place uh, in his life uh, and in the business, uh, which tell a little bit about the persecution that he went through. Uh, we as Americans don't seem to learn our lesson. And I think a lot of what Nat Cole went through uh, still happens today. Maybe not everything, but a lot of it still happens today. You uh, are going to be listening to some things that I found in Wikipedia and that I also found in a master's thesis that was posted on Google by a gentleman named Joseph Thompson for the University of Virginia. Uh, I sort of took 
that and the Wikipedia information and, and kind of blended it, uh, which I didn't find very easy to do, but uh, I think it worked fairly well. And uh, I hope you enjoy listening. Here it is. Nathaniel Adams Coles was born in Montgomery, Alabama on March 17, 1919. He had three brothers, Eddie, Ike, and Freddie, and a half-sister, Joyce Coles. Each of the Cole brothers pursued careers in music. When Nat King Cole was four years old, the family moved to Chicago, Illinois, where his father, Edward Coles, became a Baptist minister. Cole learned to play the organ from his mother, Perlina Coles, the church organist. His first performance was Yes, We Have No Bananas at the age of four. He began formal lessons at 12, learning jazz, gospel, and classical music on piano, from Johann Sebastian Bach to Sergei Rachmaninoff. The Cole family moved to the Bronzeville neighborhood of Chicago, where he attended Wendell Phillips Academy High School, the school Sam Cooke attended a few years later. He participated in Walter Diet's music program at DuSable High School, where he would sneak out of the house to visit clubs, sitting outside to hear Louis Armstrong, Earl Hines, and Jimmy Noon. If you ever plan to motor west, travel my way, take the highway, that's the best. Get your kicks on Route 66. It winds from Chicago to LA. More than two thousand miles all the way get your kicks on route 66 now you go through st louis joplin missouri and oklahoma city looks mighty pretty you'll see amarillo gallup new mexico flagstaff arizona don't forget winona kingman boston san bernardino won't you get hip to this timely tip when you make that california trip get your kicks on route 66 
5th, 1956, the Nat King Cole Show debuted on NBC. The variety program was one of the first hosted by an African-American. The program started at a length of 15 minutes, but was increased to a half hour in July 1957. Rheingold Beer was a regional sponsor, but a national sponsor was never found. The show was in trouble financially despite efforts by NBC. Harry Belafonte, Tony Bennett, Ella Fitzgerald, Eartha Kitt, Frankie Lane, Peggy Lee, and Mel Torme. Cole decided to end the program. The last episode aired on December 17, 1957. Commenting on the lack of sponsorship, Cole said shortly after its demise, Madison Avenue is afraid of the dark. Throughout the 1950s, Cole continued to record hits that sold millions throughout the world, such as Smile, Pretend, A Blossom Fell, and If I May. His pop hits were collaborations with Nelson Riddle, Gordon Jenkins, and Ralph Carmichael. Riddle arranged several of Cole's 1950s albums, including Nat King Cole Sings for Two in Love, his first 10-inch LP in 1955, Darling, je vous aime beaucoup, reached number seven on the Billboard chart. <laughs> Darling, je vous aime beaucoup, je les ai pas, what to do. You know you've completely stolen my heart Morning, noon, and nighttime too Till you're wondering what to do That's the way I felt right from the start Ah, Sherry My love for you is Trey Trey Wish my French were good enough I tell you so much more That you can all the things you mean to me, darling. Je vous aime I love you, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. 
wish my French were good enough I tell you so much more But I hope that you come free All the things you mean to me Darling, Jevo's Angoku I love you, yes I do August 1948, Cole purchased a house from Colonel Harry Gantz, the former husband of the silent film actress Lois Weber, in the all-white Hancock Park neighborhood of Los Angeles. The Ku Klux Klan, which was active in Los Angeles in the 1950s, responded by placing a burning cross on his front lawn. Members of the Property Owners Association told Cole they did not want any undesirables moving into the neighborhood. Cole responded at a neighborhood party, Neither do I, and if I see anybody undesirable coming in here, I'll be the first to complain. Hancock Park was established in the 1920s with a 50-year racial covenant requiring that land pass between white hands. When the Coles moved in, the newly formed Property Owners Association first attempted to bribe them to move out. When that was turned down, they resorted to legal threats and harassment. While the famously charming Nat King Cole attempted to calm down his neighbors, the situation in the area became more and more heated. Verbal arguments escalated to violence as the family had racist signs posted on their lawn. Their dog was poisoned and killed, and a gunshot was fired through the Cole's window. The family fought through it, and eventually found a measure of acceptance in the neighborhood. I was walking along, minding my business, when out of an orange-colored sky... Flash! Flash! Alakazam! Wonderful you came by. I was humming a tune, drinking in sunshine, when out of that orange-colored view Flash, flash, alakazam I got a look at you One look and I yell, Timber Watch out for flying glass Cause the ceiling fell in and the bottom fell out I went into a spin and I stopped the shot I've been hit This is it, this is it, I was walking along Minding my business when love came and hit me in the eye. Flash, flash, alakazam. Out of an orange colored sky.
and I yell timber Watch out for flying glass Cause the ceiling fell in and the bottom fell out I went into a spin and I started to shout I've been hit This is it, this is it, I did it I was walking along, minding my business When love came and hit me in the eye Out of an orange colored purple stripe Pretty green polka dot sky Alagazam and goodbye Wow, I thought love was much softer than that What a most disturbing sound In 1962, the Property Owners Association changed its name to the Homeowners Association. In 2006, it changed its name again, adding, Established 1948. At a time when countless other institutions throughout our country have sought to more honestly reckon with their history, the Hancock Park Homeowners Association chose to honor the specific history of their founding in their name. It's likely that they did not mean their new name to point directly at the organization's racist past. I suspect this because their website describes Nat King Cole as a prominent resident of the neighborhood. Shortly afterwards, they describe their own early history this way. The Hancock Park Homeowners Association was founded in 1948, and the board met on a purely social basis. By the late 1950s and early 1960s, the association had become more organized and focused on neighborhood quality of life issues. By acknowledging Nat King Cole as a prominent resident, but failing to acknowledge that their own organization opposed him moving into the neighborhood, they effectively erased this chapter of their history while simultaneously using Nat King Cole as a way to advertise the history and character of their neighborhood. In 1956, Cole was contracted to perform in Cuba. He wanted to stay at the Hotel Nacional de Cuba in Havana, but was refused because it operated a color bar. Cole honored his contract, and the concert at the Tropicana Club was a huge success. During the following year, he returned to Cuba for another concert, singing many songs in Spanish. Si puedes tú con Dios hablar Pregúntale si yo alguna vez Te he dejado de adorar Y al mar, espejo de mi corazón, las veces que me ha visto llorar, la perfidia de tu amor. Te he buscado donde quiera que yo voy y no te puedo hallar. 
¿Para qué quiero otros besos si tus labios no me quieren ya ¿Quién sabe por dónde andarás? ¿Quién sabe qué aventura tendrás? ¿Qué lejos estás de mí? ¿Para qué quiero otros besos si tus labios no me quieren ya besar? ¿Y tú? ¿Quién sabe por dónde andarás? ¿Quién sabe qué aventura tendrás? ¿Qué lejos estás de mí? Qué lejos estás de mí. In 1956, Cole was assaulted and beaten on stage during a concert in Birmingham, Alabama, with the Ted Heath Band, while singing the song "Little Girl." Having circulated photographs of Cole with white female fans. Bearing incendiary boldface captions reading "Cole and his white women" and "Cole and your daughter," three men belonging to the North Alabama Citizens Council, Kenneth Adams and brothers Edgar and Willis Vinson, stormed the stage and assaulted the world's most popular entertainer in front of a segregated audience of approximately three thousand white concertgoers. Officers from the Birmingham Police Department seized Adams and the Vinson brothers. But not before the men managed to knock Cole to the ground, sending him backstage to seek medical attention. Police then arrested them, along with others, all of whom waited near a car loaded with quote, two twenty-two caliber rifles, blackjacks, and a pair of brass knucks. They were formally charged with assault with intent to murder him, but later the charge against four of them. Was changed to conspiracy to commit a misdemeanor. The original plan to attack Cole included 150 men from Birmingham and nearby towns. Little girl, you're the one girl for me. Little girl, you're as sweet. As can be, just a glance at you met love from the start. Oh, what a thrill came into my heart, little girl. With your cute little ways, I am yours for the rest of my days. And this great big world will be divine, little girl.
girl for me, little girl. You're as sweet as can be. Just a glance at you meant love from the start. Oh, what a thrill came into my heart, little girl. With your cute little ways, I am yours for the rest of my days, and this great big world will be divine, little girl. When you're mine, all mine. After being attacked in Birmingham. Cole said, I can't understand it. I have not taken part in any protests, nor have I joined an organization fighting segregation. Why should they attack me? Cole said he wanted to forget the incident and continued to play for segregated audiences in the South. He said he could not change the situation in a day. He contributed money to the Montgomery bus boycott and had sued northern hotels that had hired him but refused to serve him. Thurgood Marshall, the chief legal counsel of the NAACP, called him an Uncle Tom and said he should perform with a banjo. Roy Wilkins, executive secretary of the NAACP, wrote him a telegram that said, You have not been a crusader or engaged in an effort to change the customs or laws of the South. That responsibility, newspapers quote you as saying, you leave to the other guys. That attack upon you clearly indicates that organized bigotry makes no distinction between those who do not actively challenge racial discrimination and those who do. This is a fight which none of us can escape. We invite you to join us in a crusade against racism. The Chicago Defender said Cole's performances for all-white audiences were an insult to his race. The New York Amsterdam News said that thousands of Harlem blacks who have worshipped at the shrine of singer Nat King Cole turned their backs on him this week as the noted crooner turned his back on the NAACP and said that he will continue to play to Jim Crow audiences. To play Uncle Nat's discs, wrote a commentator in The American Negro, would be supporting his traitor ideas and narrow way of thinking. Deeply hurt by the criticism in the black press, Cole was chastened. Emphasizing his opposition to racial segregation in any form, he agreed to join other entertainers in boycotting segregated venues. He paid $500 to become a lifetime member of the Detroit branch of the NAACP. Until his death in 1965, Cole was an active and visible participant in the civil rights movement, playing an important role in planning the March on Washington in 1963. After being attacked in Birmingham, Cole said, I can't understand it. I have not taken part in any protests, nor have I joined an organization fighting segregation. Why should they attack me? Cole said he wanted to forget the incident and continued to play for segregated audiences in the South. He said he could not change the situation in a day. 
He contributed money to the Montgomery bus boycott and had sued northern hotels that had hired him but refused to serve him. Thurgood Marshall, the chief legal counsel of the NAACP, called him an Uncle Tom and said he should perform with a banjo. Roy Wilkins, executive secretary of the NAACP, wrote him a telegram that said, You have not been a crusader or engaged in an effort to change the customs or laws of the South. That responsibility, newspapers quote you as saying, you leave to the other guys. That attack upon you clearly indicates that organized bigotry makes no distinction between those who do not actively challenge racial discrimination and those who do. This is a fight which none of us can escape. We invite you to join us in a crusade against racism. The Chicago Defender said Cole's performances for all-white audiences were an insult to his race. The New York Amsterdam News said that thousands of Harlem blacks who have worshipped at the shrine of singer Nat King Cole turned their backs on him this week as the noted crooner turned his back on the NAACP and said that he will continue to play to Jim Crow audiences. To play Uncle Nat's discs, wrote a commentator in The American Negro, would be supporting his traitor ideas and narrow way of thinking. Deeply hurt by the criticism in the black press, Cole was chastened. Emphasizing his opposition to racial segregation in any form, he agreed to join other entertainers in boycotting segregated venues. He paid $500 to become a lifetime member of the Detroit branch of the NAACP. Until his death in 1965, Cole was an active and visible participant in the civil rights movement, playing an important role in planning the March on Washington in 1963. And I hope you enjoyed these recordings that I made for you today on Tom Reader's story. Um, obviously, I don't like to proclaim that America still is hateful and racist, but um, I think sometimes it has to be known to those who disagree. And uh, that's it for today. That brings us to the end of yet another Episode of Tom Reed, Your Story portions were pre-recorded. Please tell your friends if you enjoyed your visit today, because we're always looking for new ones. Thanks, Anchor.fm, for this opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. Let's go out today with one of my favorite Nat King Cole songs. Take care, everyone. Bye now. Smile, though your heart is aching Smile, even though it's breaking When there are clouds in the sky You'll get by If you smile through your fear and sorrow Smile and maybe tomorrow 
you'll see the sun come shining through for you light up your face with gladness hide every trace of sadness although a tear may be ever so near that's the time you must keep on trying smile what's the use of crying you'll find that life is still worthwhile if you just That's the time you must keep on trying Smile, what's the use of crying? You'll find that life is still worthwhile If you just smile This is Tom Zania. For more information on my availability for your e-learning, commercial, or audiobook project, visit my website at www.tomzvoices Weebly.com. We hope you visit us again real soon for another episode of Tom Reads Your Story.